Hi everyone, this is Pastor Brett from First Baptist Church here in Cherryvale, Kansas, and I want to welcome you to our Cherryvale First Baptist Church sermon podcast. Our prayer is that the Lord will speak to you through His Word for His people. If you're looking for a church home, we encourage you to join us for our celebration service every Sunday morning at 1045. It's a great time of praising our Lord and hearing from Him. We are just a group of passionate followers of Jesus Christ with a desire to worship Him and take His message of hope to the heartland. If you want to find out more information about our church, you can look at our website, www.fbcherryvale.org. My sermon will begin in just a moment, and thanks again for listening. I invite you to find your Bible and turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3. As you're turning there, if you watch television at all, I'm sure that you've seen those commercials with that cellular phone company, the guy who's walking around with that phone in his ear, and every few feet he asks those famous words, can you hear me now? He started as a Verizon spokesman, now I think he's doing it for Sprint. Now I've often wondered, was that commercial conceived after someone read the scripture passage that we're about to read from 1 Samuel this morning? Let's go ahead and read our passage. Please stand in honor of reading God's word. I'm reading from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. It says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At the time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down his own place. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the privilege of worshiping you today. We thank you for your word and for its truth. Lord, I pray as we look at how you speak to us, how we can understand when we hear your voice, that we can be like Samuel and say, Here I am, Lord. I'm yours. Lord, I just pray that this morning we'll have ears to hear what it is you want us to learn today. Let us be those that seek your voice, that listen to you as you call upon us to do your mighty work here in Cherryvale and around the world. God, use your word today to change our lives and to change our world for you. It's in your name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. You may be seated. Let me begin by asking this. What do you think? Does God, does he really speak to us today? Can we really hear the voice of God? If God speaks, how does he do it? Does he speak internally to our spirit? Does he speak externally to us through a holy man or a guru or a prophet? Does God choose not to speak to us at all because he's really a distant God and he's really disinterested in us as humans? These are the questions that many people ask every single day. But the main question most people are asking is this. It's in their comments, in their seeking, and in their searching for God. They ask, can God speak to me? 
Can I hear His voice? As a creation, we were created by God, created to be social and curious beings. The human nature that we have is to explore and to discover. It's only exceeded by our desire to preserve our life. However, in some cases, we find that even when danger is imminent, humans, we still press forward in our life to discover the unknown and to learn even more. But what about our search for the knowledge about God? What about our Creator in our search for Him? Can we know Him? Can He know us? Can we communicate with Him? Can we hear His voice? Does God speak to you and to me today in this world of technology and all the scientific advancements that we have? I'm going to tell you, one of the first things that we learn about God in Scripture is speaking is something God has always done on a frequent basis. If you'd read Genesis chapter 1, no less than 10 times in that passage does it say, and God said. As we go through Scripture, we find it reaffirmed over and over again, thousands of times, that God speaks. Our God speaking to His people, it is a foundational element of the Christian faith and belief about God. God speaks to us in many ways. God reveals himself and his message to us in many ways. This morning we're going to look at this topic, Can God Speak to Me? And we're going to do that by examining the different ways that God may speak to us today and identifying examples of people who maybe they missed God's message and the reasons why. As we focus on three key points this morning, number one is the ways God speaks to you, reasons why some don't hear, and will God speak to you? Let's get to our lesson. Under number one, we're going to look at ways God speaks to us. As we look back, we see that God, he conversed with Adam in the Garden of Eden. He told Noah to build an ark. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He promised Abraham a son. Paul heard his voice on the road to Damascus. Often, when people ask that question, can God speak to me? They're talking about an audible voice. And God, understand, he can do that. He can do anything that he wants. He's God. I do think hearing God speak, it may mean different things to different people. To some, it may be the need for answers in their life, maybe some answers for some particular crisis that they're going through. Another may say, well, I've asked God for something. I've asked God for this or for that, but he hasn't answered me yet. Look, understand, God, he treats each and every one of us as unique children. None of us are cookie-cutter Christians. And because of that, God doesn't speak to all of us in the very same way. So quickly, we're going to look at eight common ways that God often uses to communicate with us. The first one is this. It's through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. It says all scripture, not some of it, not part of it. All scripture is breathed out by God and he gives it to us. His word at times, it gives us a warning. It may give us a word of encouragement. It may give us a lesson on life that we need to learn. It's his story written to us with love as God's guide for each of our lives so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped to do the good work of God. That means God through his word. He's whispering to you. Sometimes he's even shouting at you through his word. Giving us instructions and principles that we need to live our life for him. As we interpret scripture based upon other scriptures, what we do is we avoid that false logic and the misinterpretations that often seek to slip into the world today. If someone claims God, well, he told me to go out and kill my neighbor. Let me ask, would you believe him? Of course not, right? 
See, God, he never violates his own word or the principles that he gives to us in Scripture. That voice that that person was hearing, it was not from God. But if you needed help raising your children, God can speak to you about that. He can speak through his word about that, especially in the Proverbs. If you're having marriage troubles, well, I encourage you to come back next week or listen in next week because we're going to talk about that. God's way to improve your marriage, how God can make your marriage the best it can be because God spoke about that in his word as well. Are there times when you're afraid? Well, then all you have to do then is listen to Jesus' word to his disciples as they feared for their own lives on that stormy night. Look at it, Luke chapter 8, starting verse 23. It says, as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this, that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? Jesus said to the winds and the waves, Peace. Be still. And it could be that God, he's trying to speak that directly to you this morning in whatever situation you are going through. So God, we see how he speaks to us through his word. God also speaks to us through his son. The New Testament is the fulfillment for us of God's special plan. It's the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ given to us. We see that in Hebrews 1, starting in verse 1. It says, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his son, who he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Through the words of Jesus, in the scriptures that we read, we hear God's heart. We hear God's voice. We know what God is truly like from these passages. These words, they weren't written for a few select individuals, for those who could jump through the right spiritual hoops to meet some kind of desirable platform or whatever. Because what does it say when we read John 3.16? For God so loved who? The world, right? For God so loved the world. That means someone in Africa, could be someone in Germany, someone in China, even someone right here in Cherryville, Kansas. They can hear Jesus' voice by reading the same Bible. Comparing us to sheep with him as our great shepherd, Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Why? Because the sheep, they know who he is. They belong to him. They recognize him simply by the sound of his voice. And he's the one who will always lovingly lead them, lead those sheep on the right path over and over again. God speaks through his son. Next, we're going to see how God, he speaks through nature. He speaks through his own creation. Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. It says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Through the intricate details, through the magnificent beauty of all that God has made, we can hear his voice to us. How? By observing the ant's strength to store up food all summer long, we learn about wisdom and industrialness. By studying the heavens, we can learn about God's greatness. Through the planting and growing of our gardens, we hear about the miracles of death and rebirth. You see, God designed and God spoke all things, everything into existence in the world. God speaks through his creation. The fourth way God may speak to us is through other believers. Understand, God, he may use a friend, maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a co-worker, a parent, a pastor, a daughter, 
whoever. He uses them to convey a message of truth to you and to me. Their words, they may be warming. They may be a blessing. It could be a warning against something in your life. It could be a prophetic truth about your life. Whether we choose to hear it or whether we choose to ignore it, well, that depends all upon us. Do their words, do they line up with Scripture? Will God confirm and affirm the truth that they are trying to put into us? James 3.17 says it this way, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I've got to say, I've heard God speak to me numerous times through many different people. Words from a wise friend, they kept me going a number of years ago when I just wanted to give up. Words from speakers and Christian authors, they've both challenged me and they've convicted me at times to keep going. And I've heard God talking to me sometimes through my children as their pure and honest words. They cut clear to my heart and to my spirit, reminding me sometimes of God's true priorities. All of these things to some. They may not sound like the hearing of God's voice, but I caution you, friends, it's possible for us to reduce God to our own image if we insist on Him acting or reacting in a certain way in our lives. God is bigger than that. Look, I think most of you know God spoke through a donkey. He did. Look at Numbers chapter 22, verse 28. It said, Then the Lord opened the mouth of a donkey, and she said to Balaam, Friend, I'm going to tell you, if God can do that, if He can speak through a donkey, why then couldn't He speak through anyone at any time, in any way that He wants to, to you and to me? Bottom line is this. If we're truly His children, we understand that God, He loves us unconditionally, and He will spare no expense to show us. Our part in all of this is to believe Him. That's it. Believe Him at what He says. Hearing His audible voice would no doubt, oh yeah, for many people it would cinch the reality in an awesome way. But, I've got to be honest, I've never heard God speak through an angel. I have no tape recordings anywhere of what the voice of God, the audible voice of God, really sounds like. But, I can honestly say I have heard God speak to me in many different ways. God speaks through other believers. Number five, we're going to see how God speaks through music. Perhaps one of the ways that I can sense God's presence the most is when I hear His voice through music. It's when I'm praising Him through song. Maybe it's because in times of depression, when times get difficult in life, I start pouring over David's songs in the Psalms, often singing them back to God in my very bad off tune. Praises, they bring me instantly to attention, kind of like a sergeant's command to his soldiers. The words and the notes that I put out, they tend to bring a soothing comfort and an excitement and a passion. It opens my ears and it opens my heart and it lifts my spirits immediately. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there's a man named Jehoshaphat. He faced a huge army of enemies. They could have easily destroyed all of his people, but he did a very strange thing. With a declaration that his eyes, they were fixed upon God, he sent out a choir of praise singers. We see this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. Look what it says. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. As they went out before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. God spoke clearly. He released his power. Jehoshaphat's army, they defeated their enemies. Friends, understand God, he will speak through music. The sixth way that God speaks is through circumstances. 
Now, when others claim to hear God through circumstances, I always try to caution them to test their conclusions with other evidence. But understand, our God is a holy God, and He often does use the circumstances in our lives to get our attention. But He will also usually confirm it in other ways as well. Someone once said to me, they knew that God, He's telling me, it's okay for me to go out and buy this brand new pickup truck. Oh, sure, he said, we prayed about it. The circumstances, they were just right. They seemed to confirm it. The dealership got in just the right color, the right model, everything on the truck that they wanted. Problem was this, one big problem. They couldn't afford the vehicle on their income. They ignored other red flags in that as well. Through Moses, God used circumstances. He used the plagues to convince Egypt's leader to release the Israelites from slavery. But Pharaoh, he wouldn't listen. Sometimes God uses our circumstances simply to test our faith. You see, we don't always know how to interpret the things that happen to us. One of the first things I usually ask God when circumstances change, and I encourage you, if you want to use this, go ahead and do this as well. But I ask God, is there something you are trying to teach me in what's going on right now? What do I need to learn? What are you trying to tell me? Is there something I need to change? Something I need to do? Something you've told me that I haven't done yet? Ask him those questions. Lessons learned from God. Learn that he's trying to teach you through your circumstances. Then number seven is this. God speaks through his spirit. I once heard someone teach about minding the checks in your spirit. Some may call it the God whispers, while others say God's still small voice. We're made in the image of God. I believe we all know that. And when we confess Jesus, when we follow him as our Lord and Savior, his spirit, it comes and it lives inside of us. Look at John 14, 17. It says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it tells us, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? God's Spirit, it speaks to us through our conscience, helping us at times to make those right decisions. When we're tempted, the same Spirit warns us and nudges us to do the right thing. Don't give in to those temptations. Do the right thing. As a pastor, I depend on God's Spirit just about every week to give me direction, whether it's with my messages or what we're trying to do down the road or future series or ministries that we're trying to do. There are times when I'm going around and ideas will just pop into my mind totally unexpectedly. And sometimes, directly after I give a plea to help for God, God, help me in this situation, in this area. The good idea is understand, I credit those to God. Because after all, we all understand He is the source of everything that is good and perfect. The other things, the things that aren't so good, let's just say they end up in the circular file, the file 13, the trash can, whatever you want to call it. But even the good ones, they require study and developing to move on with. But that's for a different day. Now, have you ever considered... Why is it that there's 10 people, they can come in here, they can hear the very same sermon, but each person, they can walk away from that sermon with a different truth that applies to them, while there's others that will leave a sermon, leave a message without learning anything at all. And here's something that's even more vexing that I've come across. In some cases, they say they've heard a message, they got a message from God about something that I never said that morning. Many times, you understand, friends, that's the result of God speaking to you in your personal rhema, speaking a living, breathing word of truth into your spirit out of the message that he was giving that day. It's when the spirit comes alive in us because, understand, it's truly God-breathed. Every word of God is God-breathed. He speaks through his spirit. 
Then lastly, the last way that we're going to talk about that God speaks is through prayer. Now, I hope you realize that as we've been going through all of these, each way that I've shared, all these ways that God speaks to us today, they really all mesh together. They come together. God often speaks to us through our spirit, through prayer. We may not know how to pray, but God's word, it tells us that his spirit, it makes intercessions for us while we're praying. Look at Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Often through a combination of disciplines like fasting and prayer, our minds, they become clearer and our hearts, they become more sensitive to what God is telling us to do. Again, we may not hear God's literal voice, but His Spirit, it confirms a certain direction. It confirms a certain answer for us. As the distractions, as they fade around us, we can sense His leading in a new way. Sometimes while praying, God's Spirit will remind us of a scripture. Maybe He reminds us of a truth from His Word that we had heard recently. Something that can directly apply to the situation that we are praying about right then, right there. But sometimes it doesn't happen immediately, does it? Not always. There have been occasions when I've prayed, I've thought, I've spent time with God, and I still have no clue. No clue at all what to do. But in faith, I still thanked God whenever and however He would answer me. It could be a day. Maybe a week. Maybe even a month would pass by. And then one day, maybe I'm in the shower or I'm out for a walk or driving down the road. All of a sudden, the thought comes to me. It's that gentle whisper. The whisper that could only come from God. From Him, accompanied by His peace in that situation. Let me wrap up this point this way. Does God speak to all of us in the same way? No. Understand, we are all unique people. Are these the only ways that God can speak to us? No, understand, he's a creative God. He can speak in so many different ways to each and every one of us, including through miracles. In other countries where Christianity is taboo, God is often revealing himself repeatedly through their dreams. But look, regardless of how God speaks, how he chooses to reveal himself to you today, remember these truths. He will never contradict his word, never once, and the message he gives will always bring glory to him. The Bible warns about adding anything. Do not add anything to the written word of God, that God-breathed word. Or do not accept any messenger that comes along who claims to be superior to Jesus Christ. Now that we know how God speaks to us, let's look at under number two. The reasons why some don't hear. I believe we've established that God will speak to his children. He will speak to those who, who are truly walking in his truth, in his way. So... If you're a Christian but you're not hearing from God, then listen up. There are two major reasons why we miss the voice, why we miss the directions of God. One is this, we cannot accept God's method of speaking. The other is, maybe you haven't obeyed what God has already said. We're going to look at those reasons a bit closer. So first, some don't hear because they reject God's method. There's some that have already determined, God, if you speak to me, this is how you're going to do it. This is the only way I know that I can hear from you. And then when God, when he chooses to use a different way, they're not prepared for what happens. Others, they want God to show them, but not tell them what to do. Because what happens? If God shows them what to do, they can sit back and they can be passive about it. 
They can wait until God turns their eyes toward what he wants them to do and sit back and not have much to do with it. But by telling us, it requires active participation on our part. We have to listen. We have to engage in the word of God. We have to attempt to hear what God, what he's trying to say to us. Many Christians, they are passively waiting, sitting back, waiting for God just to show them what he wants them to do. All the while, God, all he wants them to do is be actively listening for him to speak. Sometimes they miss the voice altogether. Sometimes they reject the message because of how it appears. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, God tells us he changed the way that he spoke to humans. It says, long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. Through him also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Prior to the coming of Christ, it tells us that God, he spoke through the fathers or the ancestors and the prophets of the day. But then he chose to supersede that way of speaking by speaking through his son. The message of who God is, it was perfectly given to us through Jesus Christ. But there's some people that didn't accept the medium. They did not accept Jesus Christ when he came down into this world. And because of that, they missed the message of who God was. When we read 2 Kings chapter 5, we read a story about a man named Naaman. He was a great general. He was successful in everything he did. But he was a man who had leprosy, which is a very dreaded skin disease. God, he used different methods to speak to him. And finally, God led Naaman to Elisha, the prophet. Naaman, being a great general, when he got there, he expected Elisha himself to come out and be the one that would speak into his life. But Elisha instead, he sent out a servant to deliver his message. We see this in 2 Kings chapter 5, starting in verse 9. Let's catch up on this story. It says, So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away, saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Naaman, no doubt, he had problems with the message, but partly because he didn't like the messenger. But look what happened when he decided he was going to obey the message that was given to him. Let's go down to 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. It says, But his servant came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Has he actually said to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and he dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Friends, sometimes God may choose to speak in a way that we're not accustomed to. That's his privilege. That's his right as God. Friends, don't miss the message because of the channel that he may use. The second major reason some people don't hear is because of a word that we don't like. It's disobedience. Many people miss the leading. They miss the voice of God because of some disobedience in their life. So much of what God says is progressive. By that, what I mean is this. He'll reveal something to us. 
And then he'll wait for us to do that before he reveals the next step. It's a progressive thing. He'll reveal it one step at a time. We're not shown the whole plan, all of God's plan from the beginning, but just that next step. And we're expected to act upon it. In Judges 6 and 7, we see Gideon, he's preparing the army to free Israel. And he's taking orders from God on how he's supposed to do this. But if at any time he would have disobeyed what God was telling him to do, he couldn't have expected God to continue to unfold his plan, to reveal to him the actions that he was to do. Gideon's experience, it suggests this. If you're having difficulty hearing from God for direction, begin by searching God's word. Search to find out where you have failed to do what he has already revealed to you to be his will. Church, here's the bottom line. If you seek God, you will hear him. You will hear his voice. I'm going to give you a couple quick clues here on how to position your heart to hear that still small voice from God. Number one is this. Believe that God wants to speak to you. Because understand, if you don't believe that God wants to speak to you, it's likely that you're never going to hear from him. You're not going to hear his small voice speaking to you. The key here is to expect him to speak. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 3, David said this, Each morning you listen to my prayer as I bring my request to you and wait for your reply. The Holy Spirit, it lives inside of you and he may be speaking to you more than you realize. Look what Jesus said in John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The second thing you can do is this. Position your heart to hear his still small voice. Jesus himself said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Our part is to position our hearts to hear his still, small voice or to recognize the way that he's trying to communicate to us. Practice the presence of God. Cultivate an awareness that the Holy Spirit, that he dwells inside each and every one of you and he longs to have fellowship with you on a daily basis. Pray that he would make you sensitive to his spirit and to his voice. Number three is this. Learn the fine art of listening. As humans, this is an area where we fail most often. We don't like to listen. Many people, we will talk to God. Oh, I prayed to God for an hour. Did you notice that word? It prayed to God for an hour. Many people want to talk to God, but most people will not stop to listen. They don't develop listening skills when it comes to their time with God. Listening truly is a skill that you can learn, whether it's in your natural relationships with other human beings or whether it's your spiritual relationship with God. You have to have an ear to hear the Holy Spirit. And that may mean training your spiritual ears to recognize the ways that God is trying to speak to you over time. Jesus said this in Matthew 13, 9. He said, are you listening to this? Really listening. In 1 Kings 3, Solomon prayed that God would give him a hearing heart. Many translations say they're an understanding heart. And in that verse, the Hebrew word translated here as understanding is shema. It, it, it translates to hear, understand, listen, and obey. Pray that God, that he will give you that hearing heart. A heart that will listen and obey what he is talking to you about. We're going to close this morning looking at under number three. This big question, will God speak to you? I mean, that's our overarching question. Can God speak to me? Church, the answer I have to give you this morning is yes. 
Yes, he does speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He has chosen and he has spoken in many ways to reveal himself to you, to let you know that he loves you, and it's his desire to be part of you, your life, and for you to be part of his eternal family. God does speak. And this morning, if you've been listening, I say God has probably spoken to you. Maybe it's through one of the songs that we sang this morning. Maybe it's through the scriptures that we read. Or maybe it's through something in the message that I've spoken. God can and God does speak to us through his word, through the circumstances of our lives and through other people, making the question not does God speak, but the real question is this, are you listening? God's speaking to your heart today. Are you going to listen to him? He could be speaking to you from a standpoint of obedience at some part of your life. He's calling you to do something and you have yet to surrender that part of your life to Him. He could be speaking to you this morning from a perspective of being your Savior. You have sin in your life and He's calling you to confess your sin and accept His forgiveness and salvation. The question this morning is this. Are you listening? Are you going to listen to God? Or are you going to continue ignoring His calling? Let me close with this. Going back to that now Sprint commercial that we talked about earlier, there's something that I find very interesting from those commercials. Have you ever noticed everywhere that guy goes, whether it's on the street or in a subway, even in a bathroom, wherever it is, never once, never once do we hear an answer coming back from the other end of that conversation. Do you hear me now? And nothing comes out of it. It makes me wonder if the other person on the other end of that line is really listening or if they just don't care if they hear him now or not. Friends, I picture God the same way with each one of us. Constantly, God, he comes to us place after place, time after time, and he's continually asking, friend, son, daughter, do you hear me now? Can and will God speak to you? To do so, friends, you must be listening. Are you? Let's pray. I want to thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that this message somehow has touched you and created within you a passion for action for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or you need to make any decisions or you just need to talk to someone, I encourage you to contact your local pastor. And if you don't have one, if you don't have a local church, you may contact me through the church office at 620-336-2777. We'd love to see you on Sunday mornings in church for our celebration service. It's a great time of fellowship and worship of our Lord and Savior. Come join us. We know you'll be blessed. And thanks again for listening to the Cherryvale First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, and have a blessed day.